Welcome back to CyberSpark, a podcast by Exclusive Networks. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Stuart N. Clark, the Global Vendor Manager with Exclusive Networks, and I'm going to be your host. I'm extremely pleased today to be joined by our Juniper BDMs from around the globe, including Peace Moulders, Rory Watts, Shark Haradad, and Ruth Parker. Welcome, guys. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Shall I start? My name is uh, Kees Mulders. I'm based in the Netherlands, working for the exclusive team already since uh, 13 years now. I came from the merger or let's say the acquisition of Tag Access. Uh, and we already a Juniper distributor for 14 years now. So uh, quite some history uh, and I hope I can uh, add something to this discussion. My role, by the way, is sales director, uh, but I have a, a semi-technical background. Uh, always been selling uh, Juniper and, and, and formerly NetScreen products uh, uh, all my workable life, as I, as, I, as I can remember. Brilliant. I'll go next. So my name is Rory Watts. I'm a business unit director uh, based out of uh, the UK. Been working with Exclusive Networks for uh, just coming up for three years now. Um, but unlike Keys, who who just heard from, we've only been distributing Juniper for uh, come up for a year now. So relatively new to the Juniper world, uh, very much enjoying working with Juniper. Um, and thanks so much for having us on this podcast today. So uh, hi everyone, my name is Erin Cardet. So I am the product manager for Juniper here in the Philippines. So I've been with Exclusive Networks for two years already. So I've been handling. Uh, Juniper since then and apart from that I'm also handling one more product uh, with exclusive networks. I'm Ruth Parker. I'm um, based out of the US and I'm a vendor business manager for exclusive networks. Thank you so much. Excited to be here today. Excellent. Thank you all for the introduction and it's great for me to be hosting a podcast with uh, attendees right across the globe uh, showcasing our Juniper relationship. It's wonderful to have you have you here on CyberSpark today. Uh, look, I'm sure you all agree that the last couple of years have seen a huge change in the market, in technology, in business. I just wondered, can you guys talk a little bit about what this change has been like for Juniper and what you feel we can expect for the rest of 2022? Absolutely. From my perspective, um, Juniper's done a phenomenal job when it comes to um, figuring out ways to continually innovate in a changing market. Um, one thing that's always remained true about Juniper um, that is, I think we've seen a lot over the past year is their focus on the partners and on the in-customer experience. So I think that they've done a phenomenal job continuing to innovate and um, expand into new offerings. I think if you look at uh, some of the most successful companies and, and, and the way that they are successful is that they use downturn or they use challenging times as an opportunity to invest and to grow. And, and we've seen that firsthand with Juniper. Um, whether or not it's the acquisition of MIST technology, whether or not it was the, the acquisition of Appstra, they've used this, this challenging time that we've all been through as a, as a great opportunity to, to grow their business, grow their portfolio, you know, bring on board really exciting cutting edge new technologies, which take their, you know, their traditional base and, and build on it as well. So that it's something really exciting for them to take to, to, to the market. Um, and so I think yeah, that is one of the key reasons that we're so excited to be working with Juniper is, is because it's not just about this, this large legacy that people know Juniper for and, and this kind of market leading technology that's been around for quite a long time, 
but it's about all these exciting new things that are coming to market as well and, and how Juniper is able to, to meet new requirements as they, as they develop um, and enable customers to, to grow with them. Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm also also one of the, I guess, legacy guys, if, if I heard the introduction. But I think the beauty of Juniper is the legacy and, and let's say all the quality in, in terms of hardware, if you, if you look at routing and the security side of stuff and now the campus land, it's all, we, we still have products that, are, that, 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 that run for, for six, seven, eight years or longer even. But then if, if you combine that with the new stuff and the network automation and, and, and the focus on, on software and, and, and automation, that is for me the exciting stuff. So the legacy quality that they always had and, and, they, and they can challenge all the big names in, in the industry combined with, with uh, yeah, as I call it, the new stuff. Yeah, and if, I think if we think about what customers are seeing now and, and the challenges they're facing or the requirements they have, as is, is the case with across most of IT, you know, challenges are growing daily. They've got new technologies coming to market all the time. You know, that's AI, it's 5G, stuff like that. Um, they've got a, a, a massive ecosystem or, or an ever-evolving ecosystem across multiple clouds. Their own environments, their own infrastructures will be getting ever more um, distributed and, and spread out. Um, they've got new users accessing networks in different ways. And so they need to be able to cater for all of that and they need a technology provider or a vendor, as we call them, who can help meet those requirements and help scale so that they don't have to go out and find a different vendor for every single different requirement and then try and make them all work together. And I think that's one of the great things that Juniper is able to offer now is that that scale um, underpinned by the, the simplicity of, of working with one provider. Yeah, but even, if, even in that world uh, where you see uh, uh, the need for one provider or one OEM at the end customer base, even though an end user or a partner will go, for instance, if they go for the MIS solution or campus Wi-Fi or campus LAN, uh, and they use maybe a different technology for for their uh, security needs, it has always been the strength, and I guess it still is, of Juniper that they can integrate with a multi-vendor network. Uh, and although they of the of from a commercial standpoint, they want to uh, have the full the full network. But even if it if that is not the case, they integrate very good and 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 they have very uh, again high quality solutions and a good ecosystem. That, that is our that that's what I hear from partners. I was talking to a, a partner the other day, and and we were talking exactly about that about you know ecosystem alliances and integrations, and they were saying that. You know, a year or so ago, that was a nice to have and, and you know, where vendors could work together and they could show they've got a certification or an integration between them, then, then that was great and it was maybe a nice to have. Whereas now when they're, they're going out and they're procuring technologies or they're working with their customers to procure technologies, it's a must have. And it's one of the first things they look at is if we buy this technology, how easily is it going to integrate with, with the other technologies that we have at the moment or that we want to procure? Um, so I think you're absolutely right. It, it's fundamental that, that Juniper has that. Um, and, and they're able to offer that, that that ability to quickly and easily integrate with whatever else a customer might already have working in their environment. Yeah, you see that definitely. For instance, with the with the acquisition of the Abstra 
solution where you see, and of course they they, they have a, their focus on 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 managing and and orchestrating their own solutions, but uh, at the same time very strong focus on on other vendor solutions uh, because in the real world, in my view, you won't have one a one vendor solution, and 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 Appstra is really. Uh, uh, how do you say that? An illustration of that. Uh, that they and uh, we see now the, the the first project of that solution, and you see it in 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 multi vendor. In in, in uh, there is always either legacy or, or other parts of the network that are, for instance, Cisco's or, or different, uh, let's say, competition. And Appstar is is a way of coping with that and integrating that. So very strong, uh, very strong message, uh, and also for partners to to um, yeah to 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 cope with 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 multi multi vendor and uh, user um, environments. Well, look, uh, guys, I, I've really enjoyed the the first part of this exchange, and uh, for me, I've been listening, and and uh, what I'm hearing is that for me, the perception of Juniper within the market. Uh, I think we all had our own perceptions of Juno. Maybe the legacy uh, topic that has come up uh, throughout uh, the exchange there is something legacy that people would always uh, relate to Juniper. But for me, it's clear that they've evolved uh, in terms of the acquisitions, in terms of the integrations and new platform moving forwards. And I think what you've highlighted there is there's a great opportunity for our partners and maybe Juniper has never been as relevant to the market as it is today, really removing that legacy legacy tag. So what I'd be interested to hear now is, uh, in terms of that opportunity for the partners, in terms of the portfolio and, and technology, what programs do Juniper have to help the partners really uh, drive and accelerate the opportunity for them into their customers? Um, yes, I can share on that topic. So, um, yeah, with regards to the programs, so we do have programs that we cascade to partners. Um, like we do have a um, a list of focus focus partners that we get to talk to. So, um, some of the programs we have with, is uh, with regards to deal registrations, and then also we help them with regards to POCs, and then to also. Um, uh, we also ask our partners to have um, to nominate um, solutions engineers from their side um, to um, know more about Juniper. So we do encourage both the sales and the technical team of our partners um, to um, be able to know more about Juniper, so that it would also be easier for for them to share about um, the solution of Juniper to their clients. Excellent. Thank you, Shah. At Exclusive Networks, what we really um, try to do is the exact same as Juniper. We try to stay very focused on the partner and the partner experience. So um, we have dedicated sales teams that are here to support the Juniper partners wherever they're at in their journey, whether they're just starting out as a new Juniper partner or if they're a very um, mature, well-developed Juniper partner. So uh, we also have a very, very strong engineering team. Um, we have a, a business development team, a marketing team, and um, a really strong team that's here to support partners from um, all aspects of their business. I think the key thing is that it's not just about 
the fact that Juniper has these programs and we can we can augment that with our own programs. It's us helping partners to access those. And I think that's yeah. you know, key to the point you're making there in terms of the threshold and accessibility. But I've seen so many partner programs or you know, vendor-led programs which host you know, a, a huge array of, of capabilities, whether or not that's marketing resources, like you said, demos, POC capabilities, technical resource, um, you know, guidance for salespeople and, and enablement. But it, it, you know, it can become a little bit overwhelming sometimes for a partner who's not just selling one vendor, but selling a whole you know, variety of different vendors. And so one of the things that we can offer is, is that the ability to sort of access, to understand and to maximize the, the benefit of those programs that to, you know, whether or not you're a, a new to Juniper partner and, and looking at it from the outside thinking, well, how can we make the most of this or an existing Juniper partner who just wants to go and accelerate what they're doing with Juniper and, and like I said, yeah. maximize the, the benefit they're getting from the program, we can help ensure that. And maybe also look at, at uh, uh, the portfolio here. So uh, Juniper, of course, as a, as a has a fairly broad portfolio in the sense that eh, we do campus, we do Wi-Fi, we do do data center stuff, we do security, and it's not given that 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 a partner wants to focus on on all those uh, elements. Eh? So, uh, especially here in the Dutch market, and again maybe maybe that differs from from Asia Pacific or even or, or UK, which, which of course is a bigger country. We have a, a mix of 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 course, the bigger integrators, but also the smaller partners that do SMB mid-enterprise. And, and there's a different approach to that, to those kind, kinds of partners. And, and what you sometimes see is that, for instance, a, that a partner is focusing on campus land or on smaller, smaller environments. We see that here in the Netherlands. We have a big SMB, we are a big SMB country. So we adjust our campaigns and our programs to do that. Uh, because we need to. And we Absolutely, need to and that, I mean that comes back to the point we were making earlier about integrations. The exclusives are a, a very data-driven organisation, and one of the things we, we absolutely do with all the partners that we work with is look at what other things that they're selling, you know, offer, and, and where there's where there's uh, synergies between the two. So whether or not it's you know a partner that we've got who's selling a lot of rubric or Nutanix into you know a largely data center environment. We might go and propose apps to them. It, it might be that you know part of the other, yeah, you know, the rest of the Juniper portfolio isn't that relevant to them at this stage. But it, you know, apps is something which really jumps out and would have a, a really simple self into or a really simple go to market for them to, to take to their customers. So you're absolutely right. It's it's full end to end from being able to access and and you know take advantage of all the benefits that Juniper offers, but then to augment that with the with the offerings that exclusive and the value that exclusive can bring. Excellent. So we've spoken about the the relevance of the portfolio and also the program and how it can appeal to the smallest partner, boutique partner, to some of the largest, depending on their focus. What I'd be interested to hear is how can Juniper and Exclusive Networks support those partners in driving business, creating leads through marketing? Yep. So uh, when it comes to marketing, it's important for us to um, have a plan with our partners for with our focus partners. So we do planning sessions with them to ask them how we can help them with regards to um, leads or enablements and also presentations to uh, the, their clients. 
so um, it would really help if uh, like for example we also do social media posts as well and then um, imp um, also for the webinars or for the discussions or face-to-face -face discussions with our um, with the customers that um, the uh, with the leads that they send us I think from a, from a marketing perspective we work absolutely hand-in-hand -hand with Juniper um, so you know, we're connected in that sense, but, but also we want to work, in, and Shara alluded to this just now, very, very closely with our partners. I think it would be wrong for us to go with a, a one, one single marketing approach and say, this is the way that you need to work, this is the way you need to generate leads, because all partners are different and all partners will have different strengths, they'll have different areas of, or you know, where they need more support. And so, much the point that Shara just made, we very much go with that bespoke approach. We've got you know a whole host of resources, we've got a whole host of, of capabilities from a marketing perspective, obviously all focused around how can we go and generate opportunities for those partners, but we do it with a, with a bespoke approach that says, actually, if you particularly need help with social media, that's an area we can really go and help with. And Keys, uh, you guys are our most established region uh, with Juniper, uh, as we talked about at the start. I've been selling for some time. So really interested to hear from you in terms of how you go to market with those Juniper partners and potentially how that's evolved over the years with with your partnership also. Yeah, as I, as I explained in my introduction, I'm kind of a, a legacy guy here, Stuart. Eh? <laughs> so, so if you are talking social media, and these kind of approaches, uh, of course, we do that, by the way. But uh, I, I, with a laugh in my face, uh, on my face, I'm always telling that's not my cup of tea. But yes, uh, Juniper is enabling this. And we have, we have of course, our, our, our marketing uh, department that are working on that side. The, the problem that I have with that is that most of it is pushed towards the uh, partners only. It's, it's too much of a partner only, um, let's say, um, activity or activities. Uh, I, and I see a challenge in, in, in going more after the end user because what we need to do for Juniper in this phase is lead creation. And so we are, we are working with Juniper to see how we can, how we can improve that because again, for me, as a sales director, it's too much of a partner push. If 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 you understand what I why I uh, what I want to say with this, and I want to have it more, uh, let's say, directed toward the end user. So that is that is what we are working on, and and actually we are uh, struggling a little bit with that uh, to get that more effective. So we also using still the old methods of telemarketing teams uh, and we use Juniper funding for that in order to to uh, address end users so for for webinars for workshops all that kind of stuff we still have the and maybe that's too, too much of my push the old-fashioned uh, telesales people we have that we have a, we have our own guys working on on that part of, of, of the lead creation I don't think there's anything wrong at all there keeps with having that, that balanced approach of some of the more traditional forms of marketing with some of the more cutting edge forms. I think different partners will, will benefit from different approaches. And so the fact that we can offer that full range is, is the most important thing. Um, mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. yeah, like I said earlier on, partners can take from it what they benefit, yeah, what they'll most benefit from. Um, but ultimately, like you said, whether or not it's partner-led marketing, whether or not it's end-user focused marketing that's then channeled back through our partners. 
Um, we're working closely with Juniper to, to ensure that we're getting the right messages out to the right partners at the right times in the right ways to, to maximize the benefit that we can then drive to all of them. It's an excellent point that you, that you both make. And it was a note that I had here that clearly not one size fits all. Not every marketing campaign will be right for every partner. I see that as a huge part of the value that exclusive networks bring in terms of understanding our partners' needs and making sure that the value that we can offer is tailored to, to what, they, what they need to deliver to meet their objectives. So I guess that leads me on to the question in terms of why Juniper, why exclusive networks uh, and why now? Why partner with exclusive? One of the uh, sayings that you always hear around exclusive is uh, global scale, local sale. And I think that's that's so true for this conversation and, and our partnership with Juniper. Obviously, the fact that we're able to bring three people onto this podcast who you know are from three different regions around the globe um, to talk around, around one vendor and, and one sort of set of, of customer requirements is testament to the fact that you know, we have got this this global scale, and we can talk about that in, in terms of the logistical capabilities we can offer, the, the routes to market we can offer and, and provide to to vendors, but also to our to our partners to, to to sort of streamline the sales process as much as possible. So we've got all these kind of global uh, capabilities. We've got uh, you know global reach clearly by the by the different voices you heard on the call today, but also um, we've got that, that local sale and, and local. Focus. Yeah, and, and, and from a Juniper perspective, so that, that, that is, uh, of course, the exclusive story yeah, in, in combination with Juniper. But, but, but Juniper as a vendor, why now? If you look at their portfolio and if you look at the competition uh, in the different segments of the portfolio, I think we're in a, Juniper is in a very good position and, and, and exclusive with Juniper. To, to to let's say benefit or to maximize on on the opportunity if you if you look at the miss portfolio i see uh, there is massive things going on in terms of of uh, projects uh, if you look at the the, the um, um, i cannot find the english word we i i think we are ahead on the competition in terms of automation and, and on the AI stuff. Uh, the only challenge we have, or let's say the biggest challenge we have on that perspective is convincing and, and, and letting the market see that we're out there and, and that we have this solution. And that is, we are a little bit of, of a challenger, uh, uh, which is actually a good thing because that means we can grow. The opportunities are out there, the technology is there. Uh, we just need to we just need to focus and 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 let the market and the partners see that that they can win. Just to add to that, obviously a lot of the vendors we work with are, are, are very ambitious, a lot of you know, are targeting strong growth, and and that's never truer than of Juniper. You know, incredibly ambitious organisation clearly has a you know, huge target for for growth this year and, and beyond. But the crucial thing is that they are so channel focused. And when we talk to them, it's all about how can we enable the channel? How can we work with the channel? How can we work with you know, our distributors, our partners to really go and accelerate that growth in the channel and, and, and across their organizations? Uh, and I think that's really special for any channel partners who are listening to this podcast and thinking about you know, whether or not they should, should invest in Juniper, whether or not they, an existing Juniper partner or a new Juniper partner, 
it's really, I think, that focus and that, that desire to grow with the channel. Oh, and, and, and this is the legacy guy talking here. Uh, if you look at, at, at projects, they are very... If you look at quality, uh, build quality, if you look at loyalty towards the partners, uh, uh, there is no there is no other vendor than you. I, I do not want to sound too American here, but uh, that is my experience uh, with Juniper. One of the areas I'd love to hear from you on is in terms of what a typical partner journey looks like. So whether or not that's a net new partner who has never sold Juniper before, maybe not worked with exclusive networks before, at the other end of the scale, a an existing Juniper partner that knows exclusive networks extremely well. What can that partner expect from exclusive networks in terms of that journey? How can we support them through that journey? And uh, what actions should they take to learn more? Yeah, so I guess given our expertise with regards to Juniper, we do help the partners um, from the start, like from the design, from the implementation. And then we also train them um, to help them uh, with uh, the Juniper solution. I couldn't agree more. I think that um, the biggest mistake that someone could do is think that they, um, they've always heard of Juniper and they know everything they have to offer. Juniper Networks is certainly a well-established brand that you'd be hard to find somebody who'd never heard of them before. Um, but I guarantee you that most of our partners today are not aware of all the different new exciting technologies that Juniper has come out with. And, you know, I would really challenge them to explore those and to set up a demo or, um, you know, take a look at the new offerings that they have because there's so much that Juniper's done to really innovate and continue to develop their products and to invest in new technologies. Yeah, and, 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 and to add to that, uh, there is... In my view, there is no typical journey because every every, every partner journey is is different, uh, uh, as mentioned before in this in this podcast. Uh, if I look at, for instance, existing partners that are already already working longer with Juniper and with us, uh, we do totally different value add stuff than and than for, for let's say the new partners. Uh, so uh, we do. For instance, more on logistical stuff. For example, we pre-order for projects. We do call-off kind of uh, stock for for certain rollouts. We ship throughout the different uh, the different countries. That is, or for another example, do we do for instance the typical site surveys if it applies to to wireless uh, implementation? Because, uh, but for an other partner. The journey is very different. Uh, for instance, for for a new partner, we we often do the small the smaller technical workshops where we uh, try uh, to let's say to um, uh, to learn the, the, the or let say where we um, lead the engineers into uh, getting the implementations done as soon as possible, or maybe we uh, we just facilitate in 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 demo or POC equipment that we have here. So there is no, it, 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 it depends on, on, on the phase where, where a partner is in, uh, uh, where you do your value add. And, and uh, that's what we see in the Netherlands. Eh? So we always try to have new partners on board for, for, for whatever technology segment of Juniper that applies. 
uh, and to run, of course, for the existing partners. And 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 sometimes that 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 changes uh, in 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 the in the in the course of the years. The things that you do for these kind of partners can change uh, over time. And and uh, so there are partners where we do from A to Z the the the, the installation and 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 and, and, and let's say the facilitation of projects and for other partners where we only do where we only pre-stock stuff for them so that's what we uh, yeah that's that's how we do it here in in our territory just to answer the second part of your question SG um, for partners who are listening to this podcast or, or anyone else to that to that fact who uh, are thinking they want to find out a little bit more about working with exclusive networks working with with exclusive networks in Juniper um and you know like he's just said whether or not they are very early on the on the juniper journey whether or not they're very established doesn't matter if they'd like to learn a little bit more about who we are what we can offer and how we can you know benefit them work with them and juniper to, to, to benefit the organization um we suggest that they they reach out if they've got an existing exclusive contact they reach out to them whichever the country they're in that's no problem at all um if they've got uh, a, a local Juniper representative, so someone that, that they speak to at Juniper already, um, and they want to find out a little bit more about how to get in touch with exclusive, then by all means speak to them as well. And, and like we've said multiple times on this podcast, we work so closely with them that they'll be able to point you straight in our direction. Obviously, there's all other ways to, to get involved as well, whether or not it's through the exclusive website, social media, um, or, or you know, old-fashioned pickup telephone, whatever works for you, um, please don't hesitate to get in touch. And, and like we've all said on this podcast, and, and yeah, we'll repeat again, um, we're incredibly keen to work with you, incredibly keen to, to find out a little bit more about your organisation and how working with Juniper, we can, we can work together. So let's talk about the Juniper partners and particularly the, the partner journey that they can go on. And uh, they obviously can join at different phases uh, within that journey. I'd be interested to hear of exactly what Juniper are doing to build that partner ecosystem and how they can help the partners realize that the huge opportunity in front of us all. Yeah, to expand on that a little bit. So I'd say that um, from my viewpoint, we really have two different paths on that. So if you're um, a partner who's looking to get started out with Juniper and it's going to be something that you're exploring and that you... Um, want to start um, just brand new into the journey um, and you're not sure if you know it's going to be one of your main core product lines yet um, we definitely recommend you to start out with juniper's um, brand new onboarding journey that they just started the partners first um, onboarding journey it's an exceptional program that was really well designed um, it takes you all the way from day 30 to 90 and beyond and really um, provides all the tools and resources in one place for you to be able to easily start out um, with very, very, um, almost no cost if you choose not to make any demo investments, but there's a lot of great um, online training and resources, everything from marketing to finance to um, technical resources online for you. Uh, locally here in the U.S., we're also doing a spinoff of that um, that we like to call Take Flight with Juniper, and so we would love to, um, to work with you guys on that. And then um, if you're kind of that second path, if you will, if you're a partner who's very, very serious about Juniper and you've decided that you want to join the program and that you are um, really interested in making this a core part of your business, uh, Juniper is currently looking for partners um, that they can make serious investments with and kind of put on a fast track, if you will, to the Elite or Elite Plus program. 
And so both of those are um, options that are available to new Juniper partners, and we would love to discuss those more with anyone. Excellent. Just as we start to close the podcast, in terms of closing thoughts, I'd just love to hear from each of you in terms of if there was one area of, of focus that you would recommend our partners uh, to look at and learn more, whether or not that be based on the portfolio, the program, a particular marketing campaign. Can I just have one area, a closing thought from yourself in terms of where our partners should maybe focus and prioritize? Yeah, if, if, for me here, uh, if, if you look at, um, um, I, I think the missed opportunity is still the, the, the biggest growth opportunity for, for most of the uh, for most of the partners, at least in our territory. Yeah? So uh, again, we see a lot of opportunities, a lot of uh, um, projects, possible projects. And we see a lot of market share to be gained. We have very good technology there with Juniper, uh, but it is, uh, if you look at market share, that this is an easy grow mar- growth market. And and uh, and also for partners to, to di- differentiate against the, uh, let's say, the competition that is out there right now. That, 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 is, that, that is a huge opportunity, as I see it. I have to agree with that. And- and say that I think you know, the portfolio as a whole is, is something that partners should be looking at and, and thinking a little bit about. We've spoken about legacy on, on this call, and I don't think we should ever view legacy as a, as a negative at all. I think legacy in a lot of cases means that a lot of customer environments will already have these technologies or have at least some form of Juniper technology in, in their environment, which is a great foot in the door for partners who want to go and expand upon that. But I think it's looking beyond some of those more traditional technologies, traditional capabilities that Juniper's had and has been market leading at for, for a while now and looking at some of the other things we've, we've mentioned today. So, yeah, we've, we've spoken about AppStore, we've spoken about MIST, there's a whole host of others as well. Um, go and find out about that. Come and speak to us and we can we can talk to you about that and, and really think about how you can go and expand upon you know, whether or not your customer has a, an existing Juniper foot, footprint and you're going expanding on that or whether or not it's taking net new things to them for you know, to customers who potentially wouldn't have thought about Juniper in the past. It, it's really the, the value of that portfolio now is beyond just the, the, the traditional legacy stuff that you may have thought about Juniper for. If there's one area I'd recommend that partners take a look at um, and explore, um, I'd say 128T, also known as Juniper Session Smart um, Routing. So I think it's a it's a really cool technology. Um, it's definitely fast growing in the market, and um, I think partners would be very surprised to um, find out about this part of Juniper's portfolio that's a little less talked about. And Shah, and Shah, one one area of focus or priority from you, just as a closing thought. Yes, um, so here in our region, I guess I would agree with what Keith and um, Rory has shared. So it would also be missed, given that um, recently with the meetings with our partners, um, they would um, really drive for the missed solution. Um, so we usually present the AI-driven solution of Juniper, and uh, we do highlight as well that um, Juniper is the leader when it comes to the wired and wireless solution. Excellent. So we've come to the end of today's uh, CyberSpark podcast with our Juniper BDMs. Thank you very much to Keys, Rory, Shah and Ruth. Personally, I've really enjoyed the discussion. I think we've uh, touched on some key areas within the Juniper portfolio and partner program in terms of innovation 
and how exclusive networks and Juniper can work with our partners to realize that piece. Exclusive networks have coming a new global campaign called Reach New Dimensions, which will be rolling out across all three theaters in terms of delivering information to our partners in bite-sized chunks, giving them the opportunity to consume it and really realize the opportunity that's in front of them. So keep your, keep your eyes out for that. Thank you for joining CyberSpark from Exclusive Networks. I've been your host, Stuart Nan clark Please tune in and follow our podcasts on the podcast apps, whether or not on Spotify or Apple. We look forward to speaking to you soon.